I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season, millions tuned into the Betrayal podcast to hear a shocking story of deception. I'm Andrea Gunning, and now we're sharing an all-new story of betrayal. Justin Rutherford. Doctor, father, family man. It was the perfect cover to hide behind. Detective Weaver said, I'm sure you know why we're here. I was like, what in the world is going on? Listen to Betrayal starting on May 23rd on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. School of Humans. Wow, it's Cadaver Gals, your favorite show. Cadaver Gals, this is a show where we talk about all of the weird ways people have died throughout history so that we can cope with our own mortality. Look at us coping. We're doing a great job. Taylor's in a bathroom. Yeah, sitting on a toilet right now. With the She's seat down, don't worry. She's using the bathroom. Ew. <laughs> the seat's down, That's not how you're supposed to use it, Taylor. That would be good for audio. Disgusting. <laughs> the image that is going through my brain right now is actually really gross. Well, speaking of trigger warnings, just triggered Nika. But uh, on this today's episode, we're going to be talking about a haunted lake in Australia. Australia, yeah. Australia. Sorry, Australian Yee-yee. listeners. Again. I know you don't appreciate that. But Nika's kind of authentic to Australia, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's okay. She can do that. <laughs> Then we'll also hear about the death of a prominent whiskey gentleman. So, woot, woot. Today's trigger warnings, we're going to have uh, ghosts, drowning, drinking, infections, and you know what? No rape and incest today, so you guys are lucky. This is a special treat. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. All right, well, we'll get into it after the theme. Uh, so Nika, tell us about this uh, lake 
Yes. Why do room lakes? We love Australia. <laughs> yes, you know, lakes is where we go. You know, put some shrimp on the barbie. We go camping. It's fun. It's I, great. I, I got a Sheila with me. Yep. <laughs> I <What>? feel <laughs> like you do Australia stuff just to like. I feel like you're just like trolling Australians now. No, I no, I'm not. I I really do miss the continent. Like I I do, and I guess and it and it has such weird stories. Like people always say that Florida is the Australia of the U.S., but honestly, I don't think anything's like Australia. Okay, big love for my Aussie, Aussie, Aussies. Oi, oi, oi. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> so this is actually a pretty tragic story, though. So I'm going to tone it down now. Um, so we <laughs> are going to a haunted lake in a haunted place. Um, it's a pretty sad story. So let's start with Australian people. Most are actually pretty outdoorsy and they love to camp and hike and be outside and barbecue. They love to go to the beach when they can. I mean, I remember when I was younger, like they would go like barefoot or like in flip-flops literally everywhere. It's just such a chill place to be though you're like really profiling these people you know you're like they all like water they all like the outdoors you know what i want to stand up for the inside australians who have never gone outside before and they live in a dark basement okay (laughs) well yes no okay that's fair yes we're not going to profile all australians but it is very australian culture to be like hey let's go camping put some shrimp on the bobby you know what i mean um, just at, no, at least just from what I remember, and honestly, I have some great memories there. So I'm I'm not I'm not even Wait, mad about it. How do you put the shrimp on the Barbie? Because wouldn't it just fall through? That's a great question. I've always wondered that too, Gabs. I don't, Australian listeners, add us. How do you put shrimp oh on the barbecue? I don't, they have to honestly, be big daddies. They would have to be big daddies. Jumbo what I, shrimps. What I will say is, when I did go to barbecues, um, first of all, there was never shrimp, so I don't know why I always say shrimp on the barbie. Second of all, um, there was always usually like hot dogs, like, and they were amazing. But um, instead of using hot dog buns, they would use white bread sandwich bread, like as the bun, and they would just wrap mm. it around, and it was like the most normal thing in the world. And I actually thought that that was the way normal hot dogs were until I went to the U.S. And found out, indeed, that is not the case. Anyway, so. I mean, what is a bun except bread? You know. I think it's fine. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for validating the Australians. So, um, so you know, camping. We're, we're doing it. We love it. I mean, I don't like it, but some people do. And that is exactly what 37-year-old Shannon Hoffman was planning to do with his buddy around October of 2020. So, so this is pretty recently. So they pack up and they head to Babinda Boulders. <laughs> I love the names. In Queensland, which I used to live in Queensland, so that's funny um, and kind of scary. Hilarious. And I also wish... I- <laughs> you are literally such a fucking bitch, Taylor. <laughs> lovingly. Lovingly. Okay. So um, and what that place is, it's this beautiful, you know, reserve. It has camping grounds. It has tropical rainforest. And it has a very popular swimming hole that is totally safe to play in and cool off in. However, just... Question. Yes. <laughs> How many shrimps are on the barbecue in this specific place? You know, Gabby, I think what we have to do is just have you go and check it out and put that in the podcasting budget so you can really journalistically investigate this. Okay, I accept. Wonder. Cadaver Gal season two spinoff series, this investigation. (laughs) Okay, so sorry. Visiting (laughs) Australia. Anyway, so super normal, safe place to go swim. However, 
just 1.7 miles downstream from the safe swimming hole is a naturally occurring pool known as the Devil's Pool. Oh. Yes. (laughs) And this one, my friends, is off limits and very much not safe. Hence the name, the Devil's Pool. Wait, do they have like a fence around it? Or I mean, how would you put fence in water? Just like, you know, don't go here. It seems like there's like a viewing area on not on top but like nearby the devil's pool where you can see it because it's really beautiful it has naturally occurring boulders and they've been like smoothed out because the water kind of rushes through them so it's very beautiful to look at we'll actually post pictures but in the viewing point it literally says this is a no swim zone it is very dangerous it is illegal to swim here do not do it and yet if we know people we know that people are going to do shit that they're not supposed to do so that is what happened So Shannon and his friend were camping, and they decided to take a dip in the devil's pool. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Shannon and his friend both disappeared under the surface of the water. Now, the devil's pool has many underwater chutes and uh, strong water currents that can pull people under, like, at literally any moment. And it looks like that's probably what happened to these campers. And people have actually described that the waters just seem to pull you backwards as if by an invisible force. And what I find really creepy about this is that the water is crystal clear. So usually, if you're, like, swimming somewhere, you don't really see what's going on under, but this water is actually totally beautiful you can see everything and so you would think you could see if there were like um deeper holes or if there were like um spinning water underneath or whatever like I feel like you would see that coming and then the other weird thing about this is that the water for the most part is seemingly very still especially in the pool area there's like a rapids area that leads to the waterfall which even then isn't like crazy rapids it's just like a normal you know waterfall or whatever a but normal rapid a normal <laughs> rapid a rapid at a normal rapids pace but in like the devil's pool area the water is basically still so you would think oh let me take a dip in here you know why not why not you know? because there's a sign that says don't do it I know, I know. I'm just saying that, like, in your, you know, in your brain, you would be like, that looks fine. That looks fine. And then, you know, you're cooling off. It feels nice. And next thing you know, you're being pulled down underwater and and, and, and you can't get out. And the scary thing is that um, it seems like underwater, there's a lot of logs that are jammed in the chutes and stuff. And so a lot of people, what happens is that when they go underwater, pulled by invisible force, pulled by the current, pulled by whatever, they actually end up getting trapped by those logs. And there have been instances where bodies that have been stuck there that divers have had to go fish out. Ooh, fish out. That is not the right word to use for that, but go recover. They have had to do sometimes seven or eight dives because lungs keep getting jammed and branches keep getting jammed, preventing them from going to get the bodies and making it dangerous even for the divers to go and rescue these people or at least retrieve, obviously, their corpses. So it's just a a scary place. Now, um, his friend managed to actually surface, which is great, but Shannon was nowhere to be found. And then a search and rescue team was brought in that day. It was a Monday. And um, police divers finally found Shannon's body on Wednesday morning. So it was underwater, and it was 200 meters upstream from the Devil's Pool. And this is 
a common occurrence. I mean, obviously it does not happen daily, but it has happened enough to where they have obviously made it illegal to swim in. Since 1959, around 20 people have died at the devil's pool and all except one were men, which is kind of creepy. Now, people have said that this proves the Aboriginal legend that a young indigenous woman's spirit lives in the devil's pool. And according to the story, her name was Ulana, and which is a beautiful name. And apparently, um, she had married a very respected elder from her tribe, and they were living together, you know, doing the thing. Um, but then she met a young hot man from a different tribe and they began a secret relationship. Oh, no. Yes, yes, yes. They decided... Ulana. Ulana. Yeah. Ulana. 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 Nah. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> they decided that they wanted to be together as, you know, young, passionate couples do. So they ran away to the forest near the Devil's Pool. Now her tribe chased her down and captured the both of them. But she got free and ran to the devil's pool, jumping in, calling for his name was Diga, to follow her. And then she died in the waters, calling his name. And it is said that she still haunts the site, looking for her forbidden lover and pulling men into the deep. Oh. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, Shannon should be lucky then to be so lucky to find a gal pal under the water. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Gabby. I mean... That's fair. So other than the deaths that happened in the pool, because I was like, okay, like these are underwater currents, okay? This isn't proven to be haunted. Well, what did Shannon's friend say happened? Like what was his, uh, you know? The, 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 the invisible force, the current, just like pulled them under. I just and didn't he know ma- if he had like some. No, and he, he had a vision. No, yeah. and he also wanted to remain anonymous, which I was like. What creepy shit happened, Shannon's friend, that you don't also, want to talk about? Secondary question, and this may be like an asshole thing to ask, but like, okay, so it's illegal. So like, does this does this guy's friend die and then also get fined for for swimming in the pool, you know? I actually didn't check that, but I would assume so if he survived. So I mean, it's yes. just like there just seems like such a double whammy, like you know, Double it's like, whammy. I feel like devil's whammy. I feel like he figured out why he was punished for it, you know? So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I wanted to find more evidence on like whether this is actually haunted or not. And I have two, three pieces. <laughs> three pieces <laughs> of ghost evidence. <laughs> three pieces of ghost evidence, okay? You know, it's funny. I always like doing the paranormal, like, stories or whatever, but when it comes to actually watching scary movies or even doing any of this, like, in actual real life other than just reading about it very lightly, I cannot bring myself to You are so afraid of ghosts. So I am this, terrified. It's very because I respect that you look them. into these things. I know. It's weird. I just respect them a lot. Anyway, so other than the deaths that happen in the pool... Um, which, again, many deaths and many of them men, most of them men, which is pretty crazy. There was a report that a young man vanished after he kicked a plaque that was erected honoring the dead. He fell into the pool and drowned right after he kicked the plaque, which is kind of kind of sus, right? And then there was another disappearance. I mean, that's also called karma. Okay, yes, but that's still a part of the spirit world, right? And there was another disappearance in the early 2000s. Listen to this shit. This couple, this man and a woman, they were actually just standing on a rock formation in front of the devil's pool. So they were not even inside of the pool, right? And an eyewitness said that the water rose 
as if by a force of not nature, and took the couple and knocked them out and brought them into the water. And the man was never seen again. And the woman survived. Now, authorities said it was a flash flood. So, okay. But still, the woman survived. The man drowned. What? And if that wasn't... Thank you. And if that wasn't (laughs) enough... Many images have been taken of the devil's pool that apparently reveal ghostly faces coming up from the water. So I want to see this. But there's only one ghost. Well, but imagine like all the ghosts of the men that she's taken. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I forgot about them. What about the shrimp? The shrimp ghost. The ghost of shrimp on the barbecue. I think it's a bunch of shrimp, honestly, under the surface that are dragging people under because they don't want to be barbecued. That's that's you fair. PETA would say that. They would agree. <laughs> Ew. I'm looking at pictures of it. Of the, well, of the devil's pool? Just, it's tempting, isn't it? I mean, I definitely will not go in the devil's pool because I don't like having fun and swimming. So What I find funny is that like there are many like swimming holes in that just reserve in general and they're like beautiful swimming holes come like hang out have fun just don't go in the devil's pool like really quietly and then it's like but all the other ones are six thousand percent safe i'm like uh, i don't know y'all except for this other one don't go to this one yeah it's we're gonna have a no, good time but literally don't go to this exactly one. Yeah. exactly <laughs> but that's 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 the story that's the devil's pool i love haunted things chase that mate Cheers to that. Okay. I'm thank you, Nika, for giving us something to be afraid of and, you know, super proving the fact that it's haunted. This is Cadaver Gals. And when we get back, we're going to talk about a local haunted lake. Yay. Woohoo. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded. The Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. Welcome back to Cadaver Gals. And we had a issue, but now we're back. I mean, you don't know about the issue because we edit. Wow. Look at us. Girl bosses editing. We're but- never, ever doing a live show ever. It would just <laughs> not work. It'd be a mess. So Nico is telling us a story about a haunted lake. And that one in Australia is obviously not the only haunted lake out there. You know, it's not that special, honestly. Um, Actually, that one does sound kind of special compared to other haunted lakes. But we all live in Georgia. And there is a local lake in Georgia called Lake Lanier. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. And if you ever look at Instagram or if you look at TikTok, if you you know at, on Twitter they talk about this, it's haunted. That's what people say. I think we've all had experiences or heard stories about Lake Lanier. Oh, yeah. And at one point we were even going to try to make a podcast about Lake Lanier and how it was haunted. But then the thing is, I started talking to people about Lake Lanier, and I was like, wow, this is actually just like not as interesting as I thought it was going to be, because a lot of times people are like, oh, there's so many people who die there every year. But, you know, sadly for us as producers who want to sensationalize things, unfortunately, it is pretty average the amount of people who die. Like the people who die in Lake Lanier, other lakes around the country and around the, I don't know, around the world, around the country. Yeah, it's honestly like not that special. And there's like other lakes that are, you know, have like more interesting things happening. There is a lady who died and the 50s who drowned and they said it was the lady she's the lady of the lake and 
Also, you know, people talk about how a bunch of, you know, cemeteries and stuff are underneath the lake because being a man, it is a man-made lake, which is like just not as fun as a real lake, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, how lame it would be if you were haunting a man-made lake, TBH. But yeah, there were like a bunch of towns and stuff and like people's property that, you know, they bought up to fill in the lake. Uh, so there were, you know, cemeteries and stuff under there, but I talked to this one historian and he was really interesting. He was saying that like they tried to excavate a lot of those cemeteries before they were going to fill in the lake. And there's just like this one story about this little boy who I think it was a lot of boys in that area. Like they got this after school job for a while where they would go and like dig up caskets and then move them oh, Lord. to like another part. So can you imagine Sounds that like being kind your- of traumatizing? <laughs> well, I know your after school job is like moving bodies but but can you imagine like being the parent being like my son or my daughter or whatever my kids i'm sending them off to dig up bodies like what i'm scared well maybe they didn't have a choice but regardless that is super terrifying i don't want that to be anyone's part they got got, um i mean it was like rural georgia i feel like there's probably other weird things going on at the time you know this was in like the 50s i think no this was in the 30s no i forgot okay it was was a time but i'll remember one day yeah it was sometime in the 20th century to like the mid early (laughs) when this was happening but i did in doing like this research though the thing that is creepy about it which is probably you know maybe similar to the logs at the australian devil's pool but there are in lake lanier next time you go out there on your boat there are at least 35 unrecovered bodies that are at the bottom of the lake okay literally how do you go to lake lanier and swim and shotgun you know white claws knowing that being aware of easy it's easy I could do it right now. <laughs> Gabby! <laughs> I could never. I mean, like, I feel like everyone has swam where some bodies are. They must have, okay? The ocean. Big. Bathtubs. Ba- Ooh, can mm. you imagine? Big bathtubs. Kitty, 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 about that. There are probably times where you are, like, super close to a dead body and you don't even know it. I mean, obviously, there are times where you do when you're at a cemetery, but, like, mm. <laughs> really makes so you it, think <laughs> it makes you think it's like a lot of people have died or something um but okay so i talked to this guy he's a diver at lake lanier and kind of what he does is he like if you lose something at lake lanier you can call him up and he'll like go try to find it which is a fun hobby to have and i was talking to him and he was the one telling me that there's probably like 35 bodies that haven't been recovered and Then he was like, hey, do you know how drowning works? And I was like, not exactly. And he's like, let me explain it to you. So this is what happens when you drown. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Though, I mean, if you're like looking for like a drunk, like white girls, like, you know, tennis bracelet under the water or whatever, I'm sure you're a little jaded. Um, (laughs) That's fair. But basically, he was telling me, so what happens when you drown is you go underneath the water and there's like a subconscious part of your brain that's like, hey, like even if you're passed out, it's like, hey, you need to breathe. And it's like in the what is it called? The medulla, uh, which is the part of the brain where that controls a lot of body function. So even when you're like passed out from lack of oxygen, your body will breathe in. Then once your lungs are filled with water, your body is no longer 
positive buoyant, you come to negative buoyant, which means that you're heavier than the water and then you sink underneath the water until you get to the bottom of the lake. Um, or this water. is drowning specifically at yeah. Lake Lanier. But the thing is at the bottom of Lake Lanier is a lot of times, like usually when people drown, you know, they're, you know, the gases that are in your intestines and stuff will start to ex- like expand and they'll still be created. So eventually you will kind of like literally balloon up so that's why when you find like drowned people they their skin is really thin from like ballooning up and so then the ballooning up also makes you float back to the surface so usually you'll be found but the problem the problem with Lake Lanier is that as we were talking about there was a lot of you know towns and properties that were underneath the lake when they filled it in and so there was also trees and stuff and they didn't cut down all of the trees, like if it was below a certain size, they would just, you know, they would leave it there or they would cut it down. And so it's just basically there's all these trees underneath the lake. So what happens is sometimes people, as they're floating down, you know, they have this negative buoyancy. But then even if their body does start to fill with gas, which then would make them usually float up two to three days later, sometimes what happens is they get stuck on the tree. Uh-oh. So they get a little pop. And so <gasps> they don't float up to the top because they're stuck on it and all the gases are released from being oh pumped. my gosh oh my so goodness. what you are describing when people go to Lake Lanier is that there is basically a town slash forest at the bottom of the lake even if it's you know obviously a lot of it was bought off sold blah blah whatever torn down there's still that there and then like Christmas ornaments there are yeah. bloated bodies stuck to these trees yearning well they're no longer bloated because they got popped popped. okay so it's like you know when a balloon you like like, went off into the sky and then it pops and it falls into a tree that's kind of like wow but wow i mean i'm sure that's not 100 percent accurate but i think to disturb everyone and feel bad that is the description i will use oh my goodness do you know why they made lake lanier even to begin with like did they just just for recreation, like we're just for like hey, let's make a big lake. It's for power. Most of a lot of the lakes in Georgia are, I think, like Georgia Power related. So it's energy, and but I do think it it was specifically. I think when they made it, there was a prophecy that foretold one day seltzer water would be turned into alcoholic seltzer water, and <laughs> you would want to drink it on a boat. And Absolutely. that would be very popular. So I think that is ultimately probably why they made it. <laughs> yes. Was for White Claw. Yes, right. Even though right. that is probably the worst um, answer. Hey, I know, hot take. Wait, wait, wait. I have a hot take. A real hot oh, take. No. Perrier now has <laughs> a, a... real one. So dismissive. Perrier <laughs> has a seltzer now. And it is very good. Is it, is it good? Yes. I don't really like the seltzers that much. Um, but... I did have a watermelon white claw recently, and that one was actually relatively okay. It was pretty good. I'll try the the Perrier one. Mm. Yeah, not at Lake Lanier yeah. though. No. Yeah, I don't really like seltzers that much um, because when I drink, I am just really hoping I'm gaining a lot of weight. So I like to have you know more right. dense right. alcohol to drink. I was actually at the beach recently, and this guy came up to us, and they were like, "Um." Do you want um what did he say? He was like, Hey, do you want some trolleys? And I was like, No, like I'm we're fine. He was like, Are you sure? We can bring them to you. And I was we we're like, you're No, like, oh, like you're it's honestly me. totally fine. <laughs> like, absolutely totally fine. He was like, Okay, sorry to bother you. And I was like, You're fine. You're absolutely fine. I just don't really like them that much. And also I wanted to mind my business and be with my friend. 
If you see a girl in a thong, in a bikini thong, she doesn't want to really talk to you. It's not an invitation, lovingly. It's called getting a good tan. Also, I'm going to a nudist beach this week. I'm so excited. Anyway, yes. Great. Taylor. Yes. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, speaking of the heavier alcohols. Oh, speaking of heavy. Oh, I see Taylor's trying to usurp me as host and transition (laughs) into her story because she was like, sometimes we just like don't do that very quick. But like, I'm keeping track, Taylor. Okay. okay? I know what's happening. And that is the segue I was going to do. Definitely 100 percent. Yeah. Was, you know, alcohol. And there's other alcohols besides White Claw. And sometimes you'd be drinking it because you make it and then shit be happening. So, Taylor, why don't you do your story now? <laughs> okay. That I was will. so great. So I'm also going to be talking a little bit about man drama, which I'm not trying to say that women aren't dramatic or anything, but I really think that we need to acknowledge that man drama exists. And here is a grand 100%. example. So, 100%. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, yes, thank you. Like, we're all dramatic. Let's be honest. Like, it's mm-hmm. not it's not mutual. You know, it's not any other specific gender. Anyway, so this is a story about Mr. Jack Daniels, who was evidently a real person, but his name was Jasper. <laughs> but his buddies called him Jasper. His name was Jasper? Yeah. Oh, I hate that Jasper is that, is that um, vampire from Twilight, the one that was actually a Confederate soldier that Alice was dating. Oh, oh, yeah. Such a good That's... vampire name. I'd like to say that he spoke like this a little bit, and his name was Jasper. Jasper. Oh, my Jasper. God. <laughs> um, that accent may come in and out. Who knows? Um, so, also, I feel like this this story should be more well-known, but, like, maybe I'm just dumb and didn't know about it. But um, But anyway, so if you've heard it, sorry. But if you haven't, yay, it's going to be a fun time. Okay, so Jasper. Good story. Yep, I'm done. Okay, so uh, Jasper, Jasper, when he was a kid, his mother died, his dad remarried. When he had a stepmom, didn't like his stepmom, wasn't vibing with her, so he ran away, and he was like, "I need, I need, I need some other direction, right?" So he was taken in by a man of God, Reverend Dan Call who Mm. also happened to be a whiskey distiller. God loves whiskey. But does he? He wouldn't have created man to then created whiskey if he didn't like whiskey. Am I right? That's true. What year and where is this? So this is like the 1850s. Heard. Okay, good. So this is where... Jack Daniels. Is it like in Kentucky or something? Tennessee. Or Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, right. Tennessee. Tennessee. Which, okay, when I was writing this, there are so many songs out there about Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey, and they just keep getting stuck in my head. Uh, They've been stuck in my head all freaking all day yesterday. Thank you for your sacrifice because I know those are probably all country songs. (laughs) They are, but one's actually Steel Drivers, and I really like Steel Drivers. So anyway, it's all rap. (laughs) It's all TikTok rappers. Rapping about Tennessee whiskey. Okay. Um, So anyway, this is the 1850s. And we cannot give Jack Daniels the credit that for creating what we know and love today as Jack Daniels. It was actually a slave named Nathan Nearest Green. And he was the real master. 
damn fucking right. Yeah. As per usual. Yeah. So he was the one who taught Jack Daniels everything. He was the real mas- master. He became Jack's mentor. He actually, I believe he called him Uncle Nearest or un- Uncle Nathan. His nickname was Nearest, uh, but his name is Nathan. Anyway, so Jack Jack Daniels' company does give credit where credit is due. However, it wasn't until the New York Times put out this article calling them out on it. They were like, um, hello, is this guy, this slave who actually was the one, like, he taught Jack everything he knows. Like, he was the one that basically, he that, like, did it. But... We'll get back there. But in 2016, Jack Daniels, they changed up their tours and whatnot, their website and everything, and gave him credit. So thanks, New York Times. Thank you for calling. Thanks for that expose. Exactly. So during this time, Jack was learning was learning the ways. He was literally like going out and selling whiskey to Civil War soldiers. This is like, like during this time, right? Um, and apparently he was quite the salesman. People really liked it. So back to Reverend Call, who took in Jack Daniels. He was given, remember, he was a preacher, a reverend, whatever. And he was given an ultimatum by his wife and his congregation. They were like, okay, you can have God or you can have whiskey, but we'll all be damned if you have both. So Mr. Reverend Call said, there is nothing greater than God's love. So he sold his little... Oh. I know. He chose God over whiskey. That's lame. I know. Wow. But it worked out for... We're different. It worked out for Jack, right? Worked out for old Jasper. He sold his distillery to Jack for $25, which at the time, I was like, oh, how much is that? Like, that seems like a lot of money. But it's like $870 today, which I thought that was going to be more, and maybe I'm wrong because... For a whole distillery? Well, I mean, it was like That's a smaller good, business. Right? I mean, it's it's not what it is today, mm-hmm. we'll say. Um, okay, fast okay. fast forward, Civil War happening. As I said, Jasper was selling selling the whiskey to the soldiers. Civil War happens, slavery is abolished, and Jack and Nearest became buddies. Like they've been buddies the whole time, right? So Jack's like, I'm gonna hire you. And he and so Nearest became the first master distiller. Which is, like, really cool, and that's a pretty, like, prestigious position and role. Like, he was the one that, like, created the whiskey. So it's disappointing that it took so long to give him credit, but Nearest's two sons, and I think three grandkids, they've all worked for Jack Daniels since, and there are actually even some living relatives that are working there today, which I think that's really cool. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, all in the family. That's sweet. Yeah. Super cool. Anyway, I thought all that was cool, but we're not here to talk about that. Reverend Call, no longer part of the business. Jack is doing his thing. He's single. He's loving it. His nephews come in to work for him as well. But one day, Jackie Poo got into work early, and he was like, you know, ready to make that money. So he's like, got to do some accounting stuff, hibbledy-dibbledy, all of the fun stuff, paperwork. So he goes to the safe. There's a picture of it, which we'll post, but it's like, I don't know, like three or four feet tall, just based on looking at this picture. So I don't know. It's not that big, but he's like turning the little dial, tickety tick. And wouldn't you know it, he forgot the gosh darn combination. And how frustrating is that? So as any frustrated white man in the 1850s would do, 
kidding because I would probably do this as well. Um, he kicked the safe out of rage with his left foot and broke his toe. And Oops. I, yeah, so I imagine he's like, well, I do declare my lower phalanges doth hurt. I just really like I was really getting into his mindset yes. yesterday, I guess. And this was the beginning. You're doing a lot of good, like character driven work right Thank now, you. Taylor. You're doing I, a great job. Well, we'll 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 get back there. Um, I've been. It's I've as been if in- you've had a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I've actually before doing re- this show. I have been enjoying doing like accents and and like taking on characters and stuff lately. But anyway. Okay, so this was the beginning of the end for old Jasper. So that toe injury got infected, as they do, and feet are really gross. I hate feet. But his toe got so bad, they were like, we're going to have to amputate your foot. And then they were like, "Mm, that's not enough. We're going to need to take your leg, too. And he got a case of the gangrene. And that is essentially... Death of tissue caused by either loss or extreme reduction of blood flow to an area, most likely your extremities, arms, legs, feet, and whatnot. Or it's like a bacterial infection, but I suppose they're not mutually exclusive. I was like trying to look up the difference between gangrene and necrosis. Uh, I was looking up the di- like what the difference between necrosis and gangrene was, and I really it was kind of unclear. Like they're kind of they're very similar. It's just like the death of tissue, right? One, I think. The difference is like one's by more of an accident and one's like kind of unnecessary. But anyway, I accidentally looked up pictures and it is really gross. Don't do it. Oh my gosh, Taylor, you Doing of all people who hate now. feet. Why would you feet? do that? And it was just black and just, I just, I hated it. I hated every part of it. That's really nasty. Yeah. Did you know that feet is the third most eroticized part of your body after the sex organs? I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm really gross. Like more than titties? Well, I think titties count as a sex organ. The, the, oh, do they? They're not I, a I sex mean, organ. I, I think. Organ. Organ. Oh, so it's like vagina, penis, I titties. guess. And then, and then feet. Or or, then or feet. titties might be after feet, actually, if we're wow. talking about the definition of sex organs. It's one of those. It's one of those. Basically, feet are extremely eroticized. Well, yeah. That's, so. People like are making money off of feet pics. God, I wish that was me. Okay. Anyway. So Jack is not doing so hot. He's like, I'm going to take care of my company. So since he didn't get married or have kids of his own, he had some nephews. Oh, he was like the youngest of 10. So surely he had a lot of nieces and nephews. But um, he handed his business over to his favorite nephews to take care of the place. And as you can imagine, poor old Jack Daniels met his demise, succumbing to the gangrene at the ripe age of 61 on August 10th, 1911. It is said that he could have solved the whole thing if he just dipped his toe in his own elixir, which I don't know if that's true, but. Oh, that's tragic, though. That's sad. And ironic, but. That would be the secret Jack Daniels recipe is just a little bit of gangrene. Uh, Ew. Oh, Oh, my gosh. My gosh. No, it's actually the, well, it's about, like, the filtration, actually, is, like, charcoal and, like, some stuff. Anyway, but. Jack Daniels went out with some wise words. Do you want to hear what his last words were? Yeah. No. Oh. oh. I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. He says, old Jasper says, one last drink, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? Wait, Allegedly. That's it? 
He said he wanted one last drink. No word if he actually got his last drink, but I absolutely love this. He was like, I just need another drink. He was a huge whiskey lover, huge whiskey fan. It was his passion. Um, And so, yeah, that's the story of how Jack Daniels came about and um, went out of this world. So there you go. I genuinely don't know if I've ever had Jack Daniels whiskey. What? You probably had it by accident. I was going to say, yeah, probably by accident, but never like intentionally tasting the flavors. Just kind of like the one year that I was a little bit bananas and just wanted shots to get drunk and not to actually taste anything. Literally. Well, that's when you would have had it for sure. Okay. That makes more sense. In Atlanta, that is like people's shot of choice. Really? I have discovered. I, well, it's yeah. usually like Jameson, act, actually. Oh, you're right. It is Jameson. <laughs> All right, Taylor, stop getting us off track. I'm sorry. Um, you know Taylor and alcohol. That's not <laughs> really off track. That's really not that off. Okay, but I got to wrap it up so that then we can go to the next section. Okay, great. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, that was a great story, Taylor. You did a terrific job with that one. Um, when we come back... We're going to talk about, you know, some silly, silly people who stole some whiskey. And yeah, we'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, we're back, Cadaver Gals. Here we are. Um, Wait, our stories today are about podcasts that have died. We're yeah, they are about podcasts who have died. So it's um, like it's because it's like um, Cadaver uh, Inception. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. Death Inception. Not conception. basically okay. what's happening <laughs> is the previous tangent I went on was about a podcast that didn't end up working out. But another podcast of ours that didn't end up working out is we wanted to do a podcast about Pappy Gate, which happened back in you know twenty fifteen ish, and but unfortunately we never no one ever got back to us, and the reason why is because a Netflix anthology was released recently and it is featured in this so i understand it i mean netflix does have a lot of clout you know so i totally get if they wanted to go with netflix okay i understand but pappy gate do you guys know what pappy van winkle is i literally don't is that the guy who slept for a very long time and then woke up with a big beard and no that's rip rip van winkle (laughs) okay gotcha but they do have similar names he makes bur it's bourbon and yeah, it's really expensive and really delicious. Yeah, so Pappy Van Winkle is um, kind of fake, though, because it's like basically with the whiskey industry, it was like popular in like the 60s and 70s. Uh, but then afterwards, people just started drinking like fruity drinks, which I'm like, yeah, fruity drinks are great. Uh, so it was more like a vodka rum tequila scene. But it wasn't until I think it was like the early 2000s or so where some whiskey was becoming more popular. And then I think we all remember the hipster era uh, where craft bourbon, craft whiskey was super popular and everyone was sipping on it and everyone was like, yeah, whiskey's so good or whatever. So Pappy Van Winkle is interesting because it is 
very it is notoriously hard to find usually if you find it in a store it goes for like $300 but then there's also like the whiskey black market where some people have bought it for like thousands of dollars because people are dumb and it's like it's also funny because a lot of Pappy Van I think it's a lot of hype I because like this whiskey didn't exist until like 2005 like the the way they market it it seems like it's been around forever I mean it's like aged a lot of years but it's kind of just like I feel like this is a lot with whiskey brands and like craft whiskey is a lot of it's just like really good marketing and it's trying to like hype itself up so it's kind of like I mean not to brag I've had Pappy before and it's fine you know it's not Mm. like the best it just they just make it seem like it's cool because it's rare and was aged a long time which doesn't necessarily mean it's a good whiskey so uh, I'm just like super alt and not really that into it so (laughs) but there is this guy okay so Pappy Gate what had happened is in the late 1980s this guy named Gilbert Toby Kurtzinger he goes by Toby he started working at the Buffalo Trace Distillery and he, you know, had a really good career there, had like was doing a lot of different jobs from like, you know, managing the distillery to like, you know, doing all, all their sorts of stuff with the business. And so sort of like a typical sort of thing that people would do is like at the end of your workday, yeah, take a couple bottles of whiskey home, which that seems like a lot of whiskey. But, you know, that was like kind of a normal thing. But he ended up, you know, taking a few more bottles home and he started selling them. And he was like, oh, this is kind of lucrative. So he ended up creating a whole, okay, I was going to say he started making a whole whiskey selling ring, but that makes it sound too fancy. I think he was just a guy who like worked at a place and was like, oh, I can take these bottles easily. And he had, he got a bunch of like distributors and by distributors, I mean, he started kind of working with uh, members of his softball team Okay. <laughs> to sort of he would take whiskey from the distillery and then he would sell it and disperse it amongst his softball team and then they would sell it to other people and there's some other people involved like his wife and his father-in-law and I think there was even a police officer that was kind of involved in this ring because he was specifically taking Pappy Van Winkle yeah he so he took rare whiskeys like Pappy Van Winkle and other types of whiskeys and then they would you know resell them um, on this you know softball gang <laughs> what? what yeah when was this what year was this sorry so and this was in i think he, they said he started doing this maybe in the early 2000s but mm. it was in 2013 where the distillery finally actually you know complained and realized hey we are missing 200 bottles of pappy van winkle wow oh no and so at this point police were like what and so they you know talked to a lot of employees they couldn't figure it out until in 2015 they got an anonymous tip that this guy, Toby, someone had spotted in his backyard multiple barrels that had been spray painted black. And so the cops went over there. They did a raid that was apparently like very casual. It was just like the most casual of raids where they just went in. They're like, yeah, there's the barrels. And then Toby was out on the porch just being like, yeah, I stole those. What? Oh, my God. But they were, they're actually, those barrels weren't from the Buffalo Trace distillery. Those were from the Wild Turkey distillery. So, you know, I guess he had moved his operation to, you know, like other distilleries too. And they found like of those barrels, that was probably worth, you know, like $30,000 or something like that. And that was just, you know, one, one raid on his thing. But yeah, obviously, you know, uh, Pabby Van Winkle is a little bit more valuable than that. So 
they're they were estimating in total over his uh you know buff his uh buffalo trace smuggling that he might have you know ended up you know stealing like a hundred thousand dollars worth of whiskey wow redistributing it that's a lot yeah, but, you know, it's kind of, like, not that much, you know? It just seems like this was, like, a casual thing he was doing that got out of hand, mm-hmm. you know? Just, like, taking too many paper clips from the office. Soon you have, like, a whole paper clip deficit, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. But it's whiskey because that's the supplies they have at the distillery. I Instead of stapling, they just dump whiskey on things. Great. But, yeah, so in... He was caught, and then in 2017, he pleaded guilty. Um, There's a bunch of other people. It was like a racketeering case, and a bunch of other people were indicted, but no one was sentenced to time except for Toby. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison. Wow. For $100,000 estimated stolen product. But, you know, because it wasn't a violent crime and he was a first-time offender in 2018, he was released from prison and he's been on parole. He's going to be on parole until 2023 Um, and also got his Netflix documentary so good for him. Hopefully he got some money for that, you know, because apparently, you know, he's really been struggling. Obviously, he was fired from the distillery. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, obviously. He was fired. And so to support his family, he's been painting houses, apparently. So Yeah, I... this doesn't seem like it was this big mastermind plan, you know? Yeah, and he said, like, he hasn't really spoken to the media that much, but the times that he has, he's always like, I'm sorry for what I did, but I wasn't exact. I mean, kind of exactly what you said. He's like, I wasn't a mastermind. I wasn't, like, some brilliant, like, gangster stealing whiskey yeah. or whatever, or, like, bootlegging. Like, you know, he wasn't even bootlegging at all, you know? And, like, that's obviously a huge part of, like, whiskey mm-hmm. history, but yeah, so I really do feel like it was, it, it's not as, it is fun. It is funny. It is funny. But it's also, you know, it wasn't, it's, I guess it's like sometimes, you know, that fine line between like, when do, when do you become a criminal? Actually, that's a lie. He was doing this over like two decades. So, you know, whatever. So that's well, the story of Toby and Pappy Gate. Great. Now you don't have to watch the Netflix series. I think you did a really great job. So don't even worry about Netflix. Yeah, don't even worry about Netflix. You don't even have to look at it. Don't um, even look at it. Gabby did it for don't. you. Don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I scooped Netflix because it <laughs> came out. I scooped them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, this has been another episode of Cadaver Gals, and we're so happy that you've listened thus far. And if you haven't, uh, y- may you not get any whiskey. Just God. <laughs> Mm. is that a threat was that a good threat i think that is a threat Mm -hmm. be careful around bodies of water is what i'm gonna say yeah especially if you're drunk on whiskey or white claw duly noted for real truly noted Ooh, good one gabby all right this is cadaver gals uh we'll talk at you next week Cadaver Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is hosted and all the things by me, Gabby Watts, Nika Duarte, and Taylor Church. You can follow us on the internet on Twitter and Instagram at Cadaver Gals. Also, you can subscribe and review us, but only if you're going to say something nice. And But if you don't, that's fine, too. We're secure in ourselves and everything's perfect. Okay, bye.
I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season, millions tuned into the Betrayal podcast to hear a shocking story of deception. I'm Andrea Gunning, and now we're sharing an all-new story of betrayal. Justin Rutherford. Doctor, father, family man. It was the perfect cover to hide behind. Detective Weaver said, I'm sure you know why we're here. I was like, what in the world is going on? Listen to Betrayal starting on May 23rd on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.